My name is Abiduni Osanoa Martin. Uh, my company is D and E Raps. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, oh, we're going to have some fun, y'all, because this is Graham Fam. This is my friend from Grambling who is getting interviews. He's traveling throughout the country. Uh, for all I know, he might be traveling around the world with his business. He's wrapping everything from ships to cars to billboards. I mean, every time I just check in. He's doing something grandiose based right now in Atlanta, but Bay Area, San Francisco, to be more Pacific. Uh, again, I said grambling. That's the Harvard of the South. If y'all don't know, Abs, what's, <laughs> welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing quite well, man. I appreciate that introduction, man. That was grand, man. I, I definitely appreciate it. I, I'm very humbled, man, because I, I don't I don't feel that way. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I could have went on. I could have went on. And I, but then I might have said too much. And uh, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, give them all the juice. They got to. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't do that to you. You know, like man, I, that was 15 years ago. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it, but it's always good. And, and you have always been a positive, always doing something from when I met you with, you know, when you were doing the music, pushing the, the artist and just pushing, you know, the label. But I want you to let people know about your company and, you know, give them a little story about how you started it. All right. Well, d Raps is a... Um, uh, it's a sign and advertising, um, physical advertising business. Um, we primarily focus on installation of anything from billboards to um, uh, fleet vehicle wrapping, um, um, commercial buildings. Uh, we do anything from um, vinyling to uh, to um, commercial um uh, installation of standoffs. Uh, you name it, we do it. If it sticks, we can wrap it. Uh, if you have a sign that needs to be put up on your building, business-wise, uh, we install it. We do all that from start to finish, from design, uh, print to installation. Uh, we focus uh, with uh, me and my partners. That's what our uh, our grand focus is all about. So um, if, if that's anything that you need, and we travel, we travel all over the world, uh, like uh, Kellen uh, just described. Um, I've been to places like Rome, uh, Italy, um, you name it. I've been Morocco. I've been everywhere. Uh, with this business, um, uh, contracts with Royal Caribbean, a carnival um, has afforded me to um, travel. Um, I call it a vacation. It's all on the company's dime, you know. So it's been uh, a great experience for me in my seven years of being in business, um, and um, it, it's taken me places that I never thought I would go. And I definitely um, enjoy that. And for me now, what I'm trying to accomplish is to share that uh, experience with uh, with new up and comers um, that want to get into this industry um, and, and learn about it and, and move forward in that direction. Man, that's that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, for 
the 14 or 44 year old who's listening says, OK, OK, sounds good. OK, I heard he went to school. Um, that wasn't you know, I, I didn't get to go to school or I chose not to go. But it might sound like everything is just sweet because they're meeting you now. But right. from the beginning, I mean, you aren't even born in this country, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Nigeria, super eagle, you know, Nigerian yeah. Benin stand up. Um, and, and you were actually adopted and then, you know, and you were here coming up in San Francisco in, in the eighties where, you know, the times were no joke, right? How much of that drives you because you didn't have to even be here. So it's almost like, you know, when that that, it was, it could be a blessing or you could be like, maybe I could have been king of, you know, Zamunda in Ni- Nigeria. I mean, you know, based on on the family and, and what happened. But how much of that experience was that a rough experience for you or was that something where you're like, nah, we needed to get out because, you know, there were some 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 real issues going on at home and we were just blessed to get out. OK, so let me let me bring you back. Um a little bit uh, as far as my past and, and, and how that came about. So my my mother's from Benin. My father's from Nigeria. They both met here in the United States um, at the uh, at the college of um, um, San Francisco State. OK, um, I was born around that time. So I was born in 1981. OK, so I'm telling my age here. I was born in 1981 and my parents, uh, I don't have a, a remembrance um, of them. I just know that I was I was there in Nigeria at the time. Um, and for whatever reason, um, we had to come back. Me uh, and my, my two other siblings were born here in the United States. Um, I don't know the full story because I, at that time I never met them. I never knew. You know, at six years old, I mean, I only know so much, you know, for whatever trauma that I've been through. Um, that's all I remember from my childhood. Um, I know bits and pieces. It comes like dreams uh, when, when I sleep at night of my parents and so on and so forth. And um, moving to San Francisco, living in San Francisco, for me, um, my parents uh, had some some drama in their lives. Um, now that I get if you move to the future, um, I've met a couple of uncles and so on and so forth. And they tell me, well, your, your, your dad used to beat your mother and all this other stuff, blase, blase. And it, it makes sense now because they wasn't United States citizens. They didn't have green cards or anything like that. They were just going to school. And for whatever reason, that drama where I was taken and, and my two siblings were taken from my parents, where we couldn't live with them moving forward in our lives. Um, so I'm, I'm actually in the process of writing a book um, called the, the, the Last Slave of America. And I named that book that way because I was stripped of my, my culture. I was stripped of my language. I was stripped of everything that a slave coming over here uh, was stripped of 400 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. um, and I'm telling my story in depth um as far as how that all correlates with the times of slavery and it's, it's a trip because i i feel, even though i don't have that direct connection however i was raised and adopted by a family that had have ancestry of slaves you know i don't come from that lineage i don't know anything about that i don't have ancestry so to say 
of that lineage, you know, um, like my adopted parents have. So I grew up with the same mind state. Okay. And because of my experience, I'm first generation, you know, American, Nigerian American, you know. So having that dynamic and being stripped because I grew up um, in, in, in San Francisco and I was put in special education. Not that I had a, a learning disability or anything of that nature. It was the simple fact that I didn't speak the same language as everybody else. Like, you know, when they put Asians in, in, in school and they put them in certain classes called ESL, where they English as a second language, I didn't have that opportunity. It was, hey, go to go to special education because of whatever reason, you know. Um, and, and and this is the thing they do with a lot of young black boys. So I grew up in that system uh, being marginalized. And I grew up in the Western edition being marginalized. The Western edition, if nobody know that in San Francisco, um, it's, it's, it's called the Fillmore. Fillmore is, has a rich culture. But growing up in the 80s, that was the hood. You know, that was the hood. But if anybody knows the history of San Francisco and the Fillmore District in, partic in, in particular, the Fillmore District in particular was known as the Harlem of the West. OK, hmm. a lot of big jazz influence, a lot of blues influence that movie um, Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin, uh, Martin Lawrence. When he talks about the Boom Boom Room, it's an actual club, a blues club called the Boom Boom Room right on the in the Fillmore. And most people don't know that. And um, and so when when you talk about San Francisco and you talk about the dynamics and, and, and the geographical location of where I was raised at uh, worldwide, it's a known place, you know. And so growing up and having that rich history in, in that melting pot, I grew up with so many different cultures um, in that I didn't have a culture of my own, so to say. So that's why I relate uh, my experience to the slaves of 400 years ago, because um, I, 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 I felt it firsthand on that count. Um, not ever knowing my parents being taken away, growing up in, in, growing up in the special education and growing up in San Francisco, predominantly in a, in, a, in a rough neighborhood and so on and so forth. So my perspective on all of that you know, coming up and, and being able to go to college and and and, and do the, and have that experience um, kept me in, in in a humbled light because I come from those rough trenches, you know, and 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 most people that look at me say, oh, you know, you didn't you didn't you talk so well, you didn't you didn't come from anything, you didn't come from any hardships and so on and so forth, and you know, for those that know, don't talk; those who talk don't know. You know, Chinese proverb, right? Um, and, and that's the whole thing. I, I don't express myself in that manner. I just keep it moving. I keep doing things and, and making my works talk for me, you know, and until people get to know me um, like we're doing here. Then you realize, wow, this is a real uh, deep guy right here. Come from come from things. And and speaking on royalty, as you touched upon, um, I did find out that I do come from a lineage of royalty for my African as uh, my African family. Um, God rest his soul. My, my father, my real father, I didn't get a chance to meet him. However, um, my sister, my younger sister actually went to Nigeria and Africa to meet him before he had passed um, and got a lot of game um, from her as far as what he told me. Mind you, I'm his only son and the eldest child. Mm. And um, so he his his lineage He's come from a lineage of, of royalty. Um, however, that was stripped um, from him because of 
somehow reason, somehow in, in, in his village or, or whatever the case may be, his mother uh, was uh, was the chief's daughter or whatever the case may be, and he wasn't able to get the access for whatever reason. Um, I don't know the in-depth story. They won't tell me until I actually go there because certain information, there's a, a, there's a role where with with Nigerians in particular and in, in, in Africa, you know, you, you only tell things to the eldest child, which is a boy. Um, and that's the only, everything is always passed down to the boy, you know, and me being the eldest child and the only son, I have to gain that information by me physically going there. There's no phone conversation and stuff like that. Um, so things of that nature. And, 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 and that's where I'm at right now is making that transition um, to go there to to gain that information and know more about my my history and, and my family family lineage and so on and so forth. So um, I know people always say, well, you know, everybody that comes from Africa is sorority and so on and so forth. You know, you can say that, but only so many people can prove that, right? <laughs> so yeah. um, so um, the the main thing is is that you know um, I don't I don't rely on that. I don't I don't you know tell many people that um and so on and so forth but it, it's it's to know that i have a direct lineage where my counterparts here in america and, and elsewhere don't have that and sometimes i'm saddened by the fact that hey you guys do have a lineage i do have a history you know what i'm saying and all you have to do is basically trace yourself and, and your ancestry back to those times of slavery to find out what lineage you come from. You could pick any place in Africa and say, this is my home, because in actuality it is, you know what I'm saying? And so even having that sense of pride, which I always have, and I was grateful to be able to keep my name, my, my African name, because most people don't know that your name uh, uh, identifies you and what village you come from and what language you speak. Your name is part of the language that's it's, it's coded in the names. And so that's why it's very important on how you name your children as, as African, uh, African-Americans or how you name your children, because that identifies you in the world. You know, um, I don't know if we, we're probably probably the only ones in the world as Africans that identifies our names with our culture. Like they know when they when I say my name that I'm of, of Yoruba descent. They know that, hey, by my last name, Oshnoo, they know that what family lineage I come from. Any African I speak to, they know this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Americans can't identify, you know, and th- those are the differences that I, I gained because I live two different worlds, you know, in that aspect. So I, I hope I was able to answer your question in that regard. <laughs> yeah, but let me ask you this, because right now, you know, um, I got the, the custom made uh, from wearghana.com and they put my ne- my logo on it, uh, African shirt. Um, you know, my my love for, for Africa for the longest. But now Africa is, you know, to the masses. Oh, Africa. Like and I, when I say the masses, I'm going to talk specifically on black Americans because right. white folks and Chinese been going. Oh, been um, <laughs> yeah. But now that it's cool, but you remember, you know, uh, boys in the hood. I'm not from Africa. Um, you actually had to, like, go through that with your oh, name. So oh, were you always, you know, proud or fighting or trying to prove that? Look, I'm an African. I'm a Nigerian. But 
I'm also living in this American dream or nightmare, depending on how you see it. So, yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I had mixed feelings, man, because I was called the African booty scratcher. I was called all that growing up in school, but I always took pride in my name. I don't know where that came from. I always took pride in my name. Um, when I had the opportunity when I was adopted um, to change my name, I didn't know what to call myself. Well, I was going to call myself John, Billy, Bob, whoever. My name is my name, you know, and I never changed it. You know, all I did was added the Martin, which was my adopted parent uh, um, last name, you know. Other than that, I kept all my names. And um, I remember one time uh, I always had to fight in, in school about my name, you know, um, and, and people pronouncing it right. You know, um, even with teachers before they even say my name, when they came, they had a long pause. I knew that was me. I was like, hey, this is how you pronounce my name, you know, um, before you fuck it up. You know what I mean? And this is from <laughs> this is from little. I don't know where I got that pride from. You know what I'm saying? But I always corrected people before they fucked up my name. This is how you say my name. And I would tell them, hey, please repeat it. You know what I'm saying? Because I want you to say my name right. You know what I mean? Don't call me something. And they always try to give me a nickname. Can I give you a nickname? No, don't give me no nickname. If I ain't give you a nickname, don't call me something other than I'm not Toby. You know what I'm saying? In that regard. So um, I always had a pride uh, of my name, even though I, I didn't I didn't know my culture. I didn't grow up in my culture, so to say. I had six years of that. But I don't have a remembrance of that, you know what I'm saying? So um, that pride always stuck with me. And um, to this day, um, if I don't give you uh, a notion to call me abs or by my my, my, my American family nickname, Dooney, then don't don't call me anything other. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and that's where it comes down to. And let me be clear why, you know, because people say, well, Kelly, he called you abs. <laughs> when I I call everybody from, you know, everybody on the yard had a nickname. Right, so right. I still to this day, when I holler at Sebo, I say Sebo. <laughs> and, and, and I say, you know, see, people know, see, hey, you know, Dub from your Rancher Cucamonga, Dub. Like, I don't, I call everybody by their yard name still right. to this day and, and, right. and vice versa, you know. Right. Um, but but again, you got to have permission, folks. So, you, right. you, you know, and you, you got to it depends how you met that person, where you met them. Right. Now, Nigerians, most educated people in this country, um, maybe even in the world, as far as, you know, degrees Correct. in this country, you don't meet a Nigerian who doesn't have some type of business side business. I don't care if they're a doctor. Yeah. It's just in the blood. It's in the blood. Talk about the pressure of that, though, because oh, there's pressure with that. Okay. okay. And, and, and that's funny that you say that because I didn't experience the pressure because, like I said, I didn't grow up per se in the culture. Like, mind you, I'm adopted. I never met my parents in reality of growing up in the culture, so to say. I had a, I had a moment, you know, mm -hmm. in that, you know, but I, I, I'm I'm American to the bloodline at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like my, my game is American, but my spirit is Africa. You know what I'm saying? My spirit and, and what's in, it's like when an animal is born, you still have that ambition that, you know, to get up and automatically walk, you know what I'm saying? That's what animals in the wild are able to do when they come out the womb. So I have that essence of whatever that is, you know, uh, 
being of that lineage, being of that of that spirit, you know. So I take on all the aspirations of uh, of an African, of a Nigerian that first comes to America and have all this ambition to succeed and, and educate and so on. So I didn't grow up. I didn't have the pressures. All my adopted mother told me was, hey, graduate from high school. College wasn't the next step. You know, it, it wasn't the next step for anybody. I'm the first generation in their family and that family to go to college and graduate, you know. Mm. So I'm the first generation to go to college and graduate. All my peoples that 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 I was raised by in in in, in, uh, in California, in San Francisco and that family were hustlers. You know what I'm saying? Pimps and hustlers, mm. you know, they come from the game. You know what I mean? So I, I was in the crack epidemic and all of that. That was that was part of the everyday living, you know what I'm saying? That's all I've seen all around me, you know? So coming up, like, if you ever read that book in, in, in elementary and junior, junior high school, I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was called The House That Crack Built. You ever heard of that uh, book? I, I have not. Okay. It's a kid's book. It's called The House That Crack Built. Yeah. And that that's where my experience is. I grew up in the house that crack built. You know what I'm saying? And if anybody uh, have heard of that book, know about it, get it it's a children's book ironically you know and, and it was back in the in the 80s early 90s that's when that book came out it's called the house that crack book I, I forgot the house that crack built um i forgot the author of that book but it's a children's book take a look at but clark uh, taylor you, you found it yeah clark taylor clark, clark taylor so great great book uh and it reminded me i i i i I took a, a liking to that, not not because of what what it expressed and everything, but that was my life. That's how I grew up. Like, you know, I didn't I didn't have to live in the streets to experience what I experienced growing up. You, you kind of get what I'm saying. So back to your question, the pressures wasn't never there. I put that pressure upon me, you know, to be to to succeed. I had the, uh, the innate um, uh, ability to recognize um my abilities to want more out of life you know what i'm saying want more for myself so i i i proceeded when nobody ever gave me a chance to get out of special ed when i got into high school i took myself out of special ed i tested out man i was a book i was a bookie man when i say a bookie i was i was studious you know i tried my best to be the, the, the smartest that i can be to achieve to achieve my goals and do what i needed to do and by the time i hit ninth grade i tested out of special ed and, and put myself into regular education where the teachers wasn't giving me those opportunities they they wanted to keep me back you know so i took myself out and uh when, when i had the opportunity to go to college nobody thought i, I would go to college i used to play football and my coach told me, you're not going to make it to any college. If you make it to college, I'm going to pay for your first year of books. I proved him wrong, and he paid for my first year of books. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, I had people that always doubted me, you know what I'm saying? But I always bet on myself, and I always won. So it always gave me the inspiration, and the, uh, uh, always it always gave me the inspiration to 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 move forward and, and, and achieve the things that I wanted to do. I didn't let nobody deter me because you, you talk about as kids, man, you grow up in these in these environments, you, you're destined to be nothing. You know, you, if you if you're lucky, if you make it past uh, 19, 23 years old, you know what I'm saying? You're lucky. You know what I mean? And so I, I overcome all the odds, all the things that were against me. I overcame those things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still working on some things. I'm still moving. But I'm built for this, you know what I'm saying? It, because it's, it's, it's just in my blood. When normal people would just give up, you know, I I, I don't have that in me to do that. It's, it's not a bone in my body that says give up, 
you know, and I'm always optimistic. I'm always, you know, able to just move past the BS, you know. And so when I got my college degree, that was another, you know, stamp stamp on me, you know. Um, and, you know, I took it as it's a goal. I passed this done. Boom. Moving on. Like, I don't put any weight on that. Like all the achievements that I, I, I've done or, or gained in my life, I don't put any weight on that. I was like, OK. What else I need to do to accomplish? I, I need to do something else. You know what I'm saying? I need to go to the next level. Like I'm always going to the next level, not thinking about uh, giving myself any pat on the back for the accolades or the things that I achieve. And when people like yourself talk about me, I'll be like, wow, you know what I'm saying? I, I did a lot, you know what I'm saying, in my, in my young years, you know what I mean? How do you how do you build that faith muscle? I want somebody like who is struggling right now, no matter what the age and they're listening, saying, man, that sounds good. But, man, I I, I don't have nothing. I'm down to my last, you know, two dollars. Don't don't speak at 10. Um, talk about that, because I know we can laugh all day about how being in Graham and, you know, half the school, more than half the school is waiting in line with a fee sheet because everybody is somebody with a fee sheet. And, yeah. and, and, and then right after you deal with the fee sheet, you know, the savvy are trying to run over like, hey, did I get my um, uh, did I get my um housing so I can right. start paying? You know, I don't have to pay this high rent. And, and then you right. find a little lady who, hey, you got these books. I'm gonna meet you at 11 because that's when we're going to study uh, right. for an hour or so, you know, right. 11 uh, p.m. folks. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let you guys figure why. why it's right. But, I'm, right. I'm, you know, um, talk about like that building up that faith muscle and what it feels like once you hit, you know, you got your high school, then college degree and just those other things you've been able to do. Man, that that's a, that's a great question. And only, only way I can answer this, I'm, I'm not a religious man per se, you know, uh, I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in God. Um, who else could have built this, this, this grand universe, you know, something had to create it. It's a creator out there, you know, whatever we like to describe it as there is a creator, you know, and we're not just here out of nothing. And I I, I feel uh, in my heart of hearts and I always had it. Uh, I always had it in me um, that if you are a religious person, and you believe in your God. And if, if you believe in your God, you have the same abilities. He gave you those abilities as how he sees you. I'm not going to quote any biblical quotes or anything like that, but I always felt like I am a God, you know, in my way, like I am a God, I am a creator, you know, I create the things in my mind and I make it happen. I bring it to fruition, you know? So I'm, I'm a little guy, you know what I'm saying? Not, not a big, I'm a little guy, you know what I mean? So in, 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 in my essence, you know, so I don't know who put that in me. I don't know what it is. All I all I know is that I never doubted myself. Do I have doubts? Yes. But I never doubted myself in regards to, hey, even though I don't have all the answers, even though I don't have everything um, in line, so, so to say, I know if I start, all that is going to come with the process, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, and, and, and I'll give you a prime example. Um, when I moved to Atlanta, you know, I just got out of divorce. Um, my 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 oldest son was um, was in California at the time, and um, after I got a got a divorce, I, I moved here 
I didn't have no money. I was living with my sister. And, um, you know, I had about 50 bucks. I started selling cars. I got a job selling cars. Um, and, you know, seven days a week, we talk about selling cars. I did everything I do to hustle and bustle. It wasn't even three months I was here in Georgia where, uh, for whatever reason, my son's mother couldn't, you know, handle taking care of him. So I told him, I told her, only thing I can do is, you know, I didn't have no money at the time is for you to send him here with me. You know what I'm saying? And so I hustled and bustled, did everything I can do. Got my son with me. He stayed with me for about three years uh, at that time. And all I can remember me saying is that, you know what? I'm going to make it happen no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And thank God I didn't have to do anything illegal to to make things happen. But I use my ingenuity. You know, I use my mind thinking outside the box. So it's so easy for us to say, hey, man, drugs is the only thing I got. Drugs ain't the only thing you got. You know what I'm saying? There's opportunities if you learn and teach yourself how to do certain things. You know what I mean? But you got you to start somewhere. And I think a lot of us um, uh, um, that comes up or grow up in hardship feel like their surroundings, they have to be embedded in that to survive or be successful. I didn't, I didn't have to do any of that. Did I dabble here and there? I did. You know, I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? But did I indulge? No, I didn't because I had I had a goal to to get out. Like that's that's not that wasn't the end game. Like that wasn't the all all in be all, you know, for, for what I was trying to accomplish in, in life. So for me, I'll tell anybody, man, it, it, anything that you choose to do, you have to have it in your mind and you have to you have to write it down. You have to. It's a book of your life. You know what I'm saying? This is the book of your life. And any book that you have has written instructions on how to accomplish whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Whether you read in the Quran, the Bible, whether 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 you writing scripts of your own life, whether you're reading books to learn how to do a certain thing. These are scriptures for you to accomplish a thing, you know. And once you figure out that thing that you want to accomplish, you have to just be diligent and persistent to achieve that. You know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to. I'll give you an analogy. You know, if you throw a pebble at a wall and you throw it at the same spot all every day or however long you keep doing it, eventually you start chipping away at the foundation of that wall. Right. Just by throwing a pebble. As long as you hit in that same spot, you keep hitting that same spot. You're going to eventually chip away just with a pebble, you know, Sunshine redemption. Right. So. I just say, I just say that, you know, keep chipping away, you know what I'm saying? At that wall, keep, keep moving forward, you know, cause you're going to eventually break through, you know what I mean? And it's easier said than done. Yeah. I, I believe me, I'm not perfect. I had doubts. I, there's moments where I wanted to give up. And even at that very moment is when I broke through those very moments of when you about to give up, that's when the breakthroughs start to happen. That's when I realized, and I started seeing those, those reoccurrence, you know, at the moment of failure, at the moment of about to give up is is when I broke through. So don't give up. It's like at the moment of when you feel like you're about to break up, that's when you're about to make that achievement. That's when things are about to happen. Just don't give up. That's that's how I look at it. And so when I come to those moments in life and, and I, I know that, OK, especially when when I feel like when they say the devil is on my back and all these things are starting to happen bad and stuff like that and things are going wrong. That's when I know I'm about to make a breakthrough. That's when I know I'm about to break through. 
Man, and, and you know, when you were talking about, you know, um, we are, you know, little G, little little gods. I mean, you can go to scripture and, and find that, you know, we are made in his image in Genesis 1.26. Right. You can go to John 10.34. Uh, ye are gods. People love when the Hebrew Israelites are on the street. Ye are gods. And, and, uh, and, 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 and love to put push that message because it makes them feel good but you also if you're going to claim that you got to try to live that and i say got try because you'll you'll never none of us will be perfect you know right we're so right. flawed as, as 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 people um especially as men you know right. globally no matter what you look like oh man men got so many flaws because we all man. know what we battling with saying right. oh i want to do that so bad oh, whether man. i want her so bad or i want to punch dude so bad with that uppercut right but you, I'll say this for your life, because I remember talking to you when you were at the car dealership right. and and you were like, man, there's this woman that I like, but she owns her own business. And I just watch her from yeah. afar. Yeah. And, 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 and I, you know me, I'm going to say, hey, it's only a yes or a no. And then yeah. next time I talk to you, you know, you got yourself a new lady. Now, how yeah. that ended and whatnot. You know, it is what it is, but I right, believe right. that was a long term uh relationship. I, it, definitely it, it definitely was. It definitely was. Yeah, I don't want to get you know put too much game out there for him. Yeah, <laughs> but but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but I, I just say that whatever you put your eyes to, whatever you put your mind to and your, your body and your time, you get and you've proven it over and over again. Oh. So, you know, kudos to you. Yes, sir. And, and that's what I tell anybody, man. I don't, I don't, it's a power that we all have, man. We, we all have this gift. You know what I'm saying? We have to develop it. You have to develop it. And, and when, when the Bible says, know thyself, I grew up in, in, in church. You know, I, I went to church, you know, God rest her soul, my, my mother that adopted me, you know, she brought us up in church. So when I say I, I went to church, we went to church a day. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was the thing. So that's, I, I don't even go to church today because of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, so, um, but yeah, like I grew up in church. I, I know what I know about the Bible and the scripture and so on and so forth. But I also ha have experience in reading other uh, 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 theologies uh, 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 of different religions and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I, I take heed to that because these are accounts in life. But we all have this ability and we have to tap in, you know, um, especially as as a people, as a community. You know, we have to stop, um, I believe, you know, pointing the finger. We know that the powers that be are against us and they're against us for a reason. We are the light bearers. You know what I'm saying? We are the cause and the effect. You know what I'm saying? And people have to realize who the enemy is. You know, the enemy is not the people that oppress us. The enemy is us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we have to know thyself. And that's who we don't know. You know, before we can break out of our shackles and all this, this mental shackles and all that, we got to figure out and find out who we are. You know what I'm saying? And to, yeah. to accomplish and, and conquer the things that are against us. You know, we, we feel like there's an external enemy. Yeah, the external enemy enemy is within us. You know, and it's within us because the, the faith comes in. If you if you if you don't like your job that you're currently at, you there do the best that you can learn the systems of that job and take it 
and use it for your own advantages. And that's what what I have been able to do throughout the years of working for the man or, or working for that woman or so on and so forth. I had job. I didn't always work for myself. However, I always was a hustler to move in that direction to work for myself. You know, so I took whatever processes of uh, uh, and, and learned whatever systems in the companies that I worked for and used it for my advantages to be put in the position that I am in now. You know, so and, go ahead. No, it, it, it's I, I love this talk. And I just I, people say, man, why? Why are they talking business? They talking faith because we have so much more in common, people that. I remember someone said, well, you know, you don't understand because I'm a Muslim and, and this and this. I said, hey, brother, I don't think, you know, you're talking to. I've even read the Hadith, but not my thing when reading the Quran. I said, hold on. Is this the Old Testament? I right, said, hold right, on. You know, I said, right. what the what am I? Yeah. I said, oh, I said, hold on. Oh, wait. Right. Then you, you know, go to the, the, the Jewish scriptures and say, hold on. We are right. so much more alike and we have differences. But again, all God's people you have just stepped out on faith and and it's obvious and you are having success that i mean once you have this book I, i'm just telling you right now you're gonna have to find somebody to kind of maybe run the business because the speaking engagements is next people need to hear you worldwide right 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 with the success that you're having and the best is yet to come what is a community give back that you're doing or that you would like to do in the future Okay, uh, so my my community give back is is for young blacks, uh, in particular men, but I, I take the ladies as well that want to um, uh, learn this industry. You know, um, I, I see everywhere I go. There's not many of us in this in the industry that I'm in. I'm in the signage industry. You know, um, it's a very very lucrative uh, industry. It's not taught in anybody's school. Um, you can go to design school to learn like how to design different. You know graphics and stuff and so forth but the signage how to manufacture make signs or install vinyl on your on your vehicle or or your or your company wall and so on and so forth everything that you see around us has some type of physical advertising once you walk out that door there's people that install and manufacture and make these things you know and people have never sat down to ask like wow who does this how can i get into it you know what i'm saying especially us you know um and so when people see me doing the things that i do i'm the probably like the only one when I walk around and I do these things that do this, you know, that looks like me, you know, there's people that looks like me here in Atlanta that does it, but there's not many, you know? And so what I'm doing is I'm going to like my son's high school. I'm on his, uh, the teacher's board. And so, and I, I'm setting up something where I can teach a course in the school, um, um, for people to learn this everybody that mostly everybody that i hire looks like me that's learning um the field and so on and so forth i have i have uh white uh, hispanic people that work for me as well um but i i give everybody a chance or whatever but my focus is on teaching my people how to 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 learn um the, the ins and outs of this industry you know and i want i want to see more of us in it you know uh when i go to these training the 3m training events and the avery the hexes training events all i see is asian rights you know everybody else but us you know and there's there's this opportunity there's uh definitely a lot of growth in this industry and um i just want us to have a piece of it 
you know, so th these are things I'm doing in, in the community um, to help out. Like I said, everybody from my accountant is 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 is, is black. You know, I, I I'm I'm pro black, um, but I work with everybody. Like I said, I, I'm not so closed minded uh, to where I can't work for everybody. But there's no harm in promoting and wanting to see your community and your people um, be successful. You know, every culture uh, practice this, but us we don't we don't practice group economics. I, I read a lot of, um, of books about and listen to Dr. Claude Anderson. I, I, he's my mentor. You know, he don't know me, but he's my mentor. You know, Dr. Claude Anderson, he talks about group economics and 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 working together and, and achieving the things that we want to achieve as a collective. Every other culture and community does this but us. And that's what I preach and I, and I practice. Yeah. And it, and it takes, especially in this uh, country, but I even tell people the world, it takes everybody because there are just culturally some things that some people do better than others and you need a good balance. But um, those who get it, you know, those are woke who whatever that that means, understand that they want black business to get black, hire black people. So even the racists say so y'all can stop complaining. Right. right. And, and so that y'all won't come rob us like in the Karen movie, you know, <laughs> case in the place. Um, right. So people who get it, that that's there's nothing wrong with saying that there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I, I, I feel it. But I also know that even for myself, there are certain people who can do things better culturally because in their countries, that was that's like a sin if you don't get that right. And so it's a different type of pressure. And that's the type of pressure I need when somebody's watching my money or this and that. But you can have, you know, uh, there's plenty of black everything out there. So if y'all have a problem finding somebody, you want to find them, holler at me. But there is also a loyalty factor when I have, um, you know, Caucasians on our, our team and they were with me when I had jelly beans in my pocket. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I, now the bean stock is grown. You think I'm going to get rid of you? You know, that's, I'm that's, not going to That's get facts. Rid. That's facts. I, I'm the same way. I'm uh, like it's it's funny that you say that because I started this business thinking I'm just going to work with all the black companies out here, right? I started this yeah. business. And you know what? 99.9% .9 of my business comes from the Caucasians. Not yeah. here in Georgia, in Atlanta, where's predominantly in certain areas black especially Atlanta, you know, and it's a lot of successful black people, but 99.9% .9 of my business come from others, you know, and I don't know what that is. I don't know why it is. It's not like I, I promote, I don't promote less to the other, you know, versus the other, but that's how it's been for me in, in, in this industry for whatever reason, you know, black people open up businesses every day, but I don't get their business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Business is business at the end yeah. of the day. And as long as you can pay you the staff and this is very important, entrepreneurs, you have to be able to pay yourself. I know people say, hey, I haven't taken money out of this business when they're on Shark Tank. Trust me, they're in a pitch competition. You got to say what you got to say. That yeah. sounds good for VC, but yeah. you got to be able to pay yourself because you got to eat. Now, I don't want to give them too much game. I, and, I, and I'm going to talk to you, you know, we, the best conversation, y'all. I'm sorry. It's always <laughs> off air. But I want to know, um, tell the people where they can find you and at what size of a budget, if they want you to travel, do they need to be at? Because I don't want them to hit you saying, hey, I got five hundred dollars. 
uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I need you over here in uh, Kentucky or in Djibouti. Um, give them just a price range. I don't want to price anyone out, but just let them know what you're working with so they don't waste your time or their time. Okay. Um, so this is a difficult uh, answer. It's not It's not difficult per se as far as giving you a price range. I can give you any price range. But how how I price things and how things are normally priced in this industry. Um, anything we do is by square footage. Of course, it's your experience uh, and where you have to have to travel. So let's say um, you have an office building that you're about to open up and you have so much square footage that you want to get wrapped or have certain different signs on that. So I would need uh, all that information where we've come down to do a survey, um, depending on where you're at, a survey can, run you anywhere from 300 to a couple of thousand dollars depending on how the, the the large the scope of just doing the survey that's me coming to your location uh mapping out and and, and measuring everything that possibly you want to get done in, in your business or whatever you're trying to get done. Now, if you have fleet vehicles or so on and so forth, um, also that would be done by square footage of the material that's going to be placed on your on your vehicle. So you have a three tier so you have a partial you have full wrap and just maybe some decals all right if you want to get a full wrap that's the entire vehicle um being wrapped um that could run you um anywhere from from uh two grand to ten grand it all depends on um um how many vehicles and uh what's been applied and the materials that's being applied on your vehicle all all materials not created equal so these are the determining factors that would decide the price points now if you want to book me to travel to your location you you're not just booking me you, you you're booking a team you book you're booking a company so um i have people that work for me um that i send out to travel to certain locations of course it would be worth it if you're doing a big project and let's say that project is worth thirty thousand dollars or more um depending on the budget uh, of what you, you're trying to accomplish then those things will all be factored in um travel costs uh built in with the the material costs and built in with the installation costs of, of said project um and then you 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 you, you factor in the the, the um the of course the skill sets that's all factored in of what's been um so the the price range varies you know I, I've, I've done government contracts where i had you know a, a two hundred thousand dollar contract you know to to accomplish um whatever i needed to accomplish um now is two hundred thousand dollars all in my pocket no that's that's material cost that's that's uh built out to certain um things that need to be done for that particular project and paying my people and so on and so forth. So you, you have to realize when, when you're talking to someone like me, that uh, your thought process on how much something should cost is not going to register with the person that's actually doing the work because you never did the work. And a, a lot of people come and say, well, you know, this person is doing it for this. Okay. You have to ask many questions. What material is that person using? does the person have any warranties for what you know he's done as something fails okay uh these are the factors that clients normally don't factor in when they trying to compare and contrast pricing um to another company and then you have to gauge that experience of that individual 
you know, why is he charging you a cheaper price and you're charging two times that much? You know, um, I tell people all the time, you, you can't put a price on the art. So if I have to, this is what I charge. Yeah. Hey, man, and, and, with, and with, with, with that, tell them where to go to find you. All right. Um, you can find me all over Google. I'm I'm literally all over the Internet. D and E raps. You can uh, hit me at uh, D dash E dash raps. W-R-A-P-S dot business dot com. Um, Instagram, DNE Raps LLC. Um, you can find me on all the social medias, even Pinterest. Um, I'm not on the newest ones like the TikTok and all that, but the main ones, you can find me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm everywhere, literally. You can Google my name and I will pop up. So um, there's no way uh, that you can't find me. I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm on, I have a social footprint uh, and Google is, is, is on the top of the list. Just type me in there. I'm there. <clears throat> you guys have gotten the game. If you do nothing else, share this with someone. It will change their life. Y'all be blessed. Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. DiversifiedGame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, aka the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifygame.com. Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice? Police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America. Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. DiversifiedGame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, aka the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. 
Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grinding violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifygame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.